Hey everybody, welcome to Lady of Light Podcast. I'm your host, Rebecca Ricker. John 1.5 says, The light shines in the darkness, and the darkness can never extinguish it. You know, early in my life, I remember there was things that I said I would never, right? I would never do this, this would never happen. But there's actually those things that came to pass in my life. Like I said, I would never marry a youth pastor. And my husband at the time when I met him was a youth pastor. Um, I said I would never live on St. Simon's Island. And in a small town that I grew up in Brunswick, the people on St. Simon's, not all of them, but a lot of them acted stuck up and like they were better than you because they lived on St. Simon's Island and you just lived in Brunswick. So I definitely had it set in my heart. It was like, I'm not going to be that way. And I don't want to live on St. Simon's. But sure enough, my husband ended up getting a job after about the first year of marriage. And we lived on St. Simon's for about six years. And then I also said I would never drive a minivan. And as a mom of five, I have had two minivans and the vehicle I drive now is a 10 passenger van. So I would definitely say that it's very humbling um, to proclaim these things that you say you're never going to do. And then they actually happen in your life. And it's like, God is just smiling like, yeah, Rebecca, well, look what happened, you know, but humility is actually something I want to talk about because humility or being in a place of humility is what causes us to have an encounter with Jesus. And when I want to read from a story in the Bible of Luke chapter seven, starting with verse 36, It says, one of the Pharisees asked him to eat with him. And he went into the Pharisee's house and took his place at the table. And behold, a woman of the city who was a sinner, when she learned that he was reclining at the table in the Pharisee's house, brought an alabaster flask of ointment. And standing behind him at his feet, weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears and wiped them with the hair on her head and kissed his feet and anointed them with the ointment. Now, when the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would have known who and what sort of woman this is, who is touching him for she is a sinner. So just imagine this scene of this woman coming in there and just washing the feet of Jesus with her tears. Now, to me, this is amazing and beautiful, but to these Pharisees, they thought it was offensive and Jesus should know better. If he really was a prophet, then he would have known what kind of woman this was that was touching him. So let's go from verse to verse 44 through 50. Then turning toward the woman, he said to Simon, do you see this woman? I entered your house. You gave me no water for my feet. But she has wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You gave me no kiss, but from the time I came in, she has not ceased to kiss my feet. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she has anointed my feet with ointment. Therefore, I tell you, her sins, which are many, are forgiven. For she loved much, but he who is forgiven little loves little. And he said to her, your sins are forgiven. Then those who were at the table with him began to say among themselves, Who is this who even forgives sins? And he said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. Now see, Jesus was invited to the house of Simon the Pharisee. 
And this woman that is there is overwhelmed with the love that Jesus has displayed through his ministry and through his life. She is so overwhelmed that she is moved to get down at his feet. And she pours out an expensive ointment on his feet. Her tears run down her face onto his feet. And she wipes his feet with her hair. Why? Why would she do that? Everyone else in that room heard the same stories. Everyone else in that room knew about the miracles that Jesus had performed. Jesus, the Son of God, was in that room. As many would like to say, Jesus was in the house. Why? But why was only this woman the one to actually have the counter with Jesus? One word, humility. Some of you might say, yeah, but she really needed forgiveness. So did Simon, but he couldn't see that. He couldn't see or feel his great need for Jesus. It takes humility to get on our knees. It takes humility to cry. It takes humility to wash someone's feet. And he's told Simon, do you see this woman? Take note of this woman. Look at her. Look at her example. Because this woman was to be remembered as an example of her humility, her love, her adoration, and her worship for Jesus. Yeah, Jesus did say that he was forgiven much, loves much. And this parable is about forgiveness. But that is not the only lesson to learn here. It's a lesson of humility as well. I want you to imagine, if you will, having two different jars in your hand. And in these jars, there's, there's soil within these jars. Now, the one on the left is like really hard, like clay-like soil. And the one on your right is really soft and pliable soil. Now, the hard soil on your left hand represents the prideful heart. You see, the Word of God is like seeds that can't be planted in it. I mean, no matter how hard you, you're trying to push those seeds into that clay and that hard soil and that prideful heart and trying to make way for the Word of God to be pushed into it, and it just only goes so far because the soil is so hard. And it's the word of God that brings about change and produces fruit in our lives. You see the soft soil in your right hand represents a humble heart. And because that soil is soft, you can push that seed in there and that seed is going to go down deep into there. The word of God is planted deep into the humble heart and it is able to bring about change and produce fruit. But you see the prideful, hard heart, the one with the hard soil, the word of God is not able to penetrate. It is not able to bring about change and transformation. And this, this is why humility is so incredibly important in the life of believer and us as followers of Christ. And see, when we have a humble heart, when the word of God is taking root within us and is bringing about the change and the transformation, people will see the fruit. And you know what? The ones closest to us, the ones that really see our flaws and really know us for who we are, they see the fruit. They see the change happening in our lives. You see, 
This woman desired intimacy with Jesus instead of information about Jesus. She positioned herself by placing herself at the feet of Jesus. And she opened up her heart through humility so that the word of God could be planted in her. Jesus told her, your faith has saved you. Go in peace. This woman walked away changed. And for the first time in her life, she had real peace. She was able to receive God's love and forgiveness. Her heart was soft and the soil of her heart was ready for the word of God to be planted. This woman had an encounter with Jesus Christ and it changed her. Isn't that the whole point of encountering Jesus to be changed from the inside out? And all of us who know and all those who know us will see the change. Do you want your marriage to change? Humble yourself. Do you want a relationship with your kids? Humble yourself. Do you want a job? Humble yourself. Do you want to know God and be changed by him? Humble yourself. Do you want to be used by God? Humble yourself. You know, a lot of times we think that the information that we know and the hard work that we put into life is what qualifies us. But honestly, our pride will actually disqualify us because it's humility that qualifies us not in the world's eyes, but in God's eyes. You see, James 4.10 says, humble yourselves in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. I don't know about you, but I want to have an encounter with Jesus every single day. Hearing God's voice and feeling his love and experiencing his presence and walking in obedience to him and living in the purpose that he has for my life is too important. It's too important to hold on to pride. It's too important to have a hard heart and not receive the word of God and not allow change to happen in my life. Not just for me, but for my marriage, for my family, for my children, for my church, for my community, for my nation. I want to see God move in such a powerful way that we as the people of God can be changed and transformed from the inside out so we can encounter God day by day, minute by minute, experiencing his presence and his love and presence flowing out of us and bringing life to all those around us. Let's pray. Father God, I thank you so much for your word. Father, I thank you for this beautiful woman, this example that she set in your word, Father God, where she washed your feet with her tears. She dried your feet with her hair and she poured out such expensive perfume and ointment upon you because she had great love for you. And she desired to experience that love in her own life, that she was willing to humble herself. She was willing to be mocked and scorned by all the other people and all the Pharisees around that table. She didn't care what they thought. She only cared about you, Father, and experiencing your love and pouring out her love and her gratitude upon you. 
Father, I pray that you would break the prideful hearts of stone, that you would break up the fallow ground and the clay-like ground, and Father, that you would bring about soft soil within our hearts, that we would have hearts of humility, that your seeds of truth and your word would be implanted within our hearts and take deep root, that it would bring about change and transformation and that fruit would flourish from our lives so that you would be glorified. Father, that we would hear your voice, walk in your ways and be obedient to your heart, Father, that we would live in the purpose that you have for us. God, I pray this not just for us as believers and for the church. God, I pray this for my community. I pray this, Father, for my nation. Lord, that we would walk in humility before you, that we would humble ourselves before you, that you would be glorified in our lives that we would see change and transformation and that future generations would know you and walk in your ways, Father, that your healing love would be poured out upon our hearts and upon our community and upon our nation and that all lives would glorify you, Father. We thank you and praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Be blessed. Stand strong. Pick up your sword, the word of God, and fight in the power of his love and strength.